Yo, it is Stocks and Bars, episode number seven. We're going to be talking about capitalism, an easy way to get involved in real estate, and we're going to talk about taxes. I got a special guest with me, all right? So, episode seven, let's go. Got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs and coverage you teaching up that is not so hard. I'm doing this, making invested pop. You law this extra, you tuning in to stocks and bars. Yo, it is stocks and bars, and we are on episode seven. Episode seven is officially here. And today, who I have with me. Alright, so we're gonna break this down. This guy here, I've known for let's see i think we we first linked up in 2014 15 something like that so that's about seven years right at the time this guy was a teenager and when i first met him we were in a stock meeting and he was the youngest cat in the building and i immediately gravitated to this guy for whatever reasons that we were there. He was with his father at the time. And we chopped it up from there. And from that moment, we had a relationship solidified. And we've always kept in contact. And I've seen this guy grow from that very moment as a teenager into the man that he is now. And I'm very proud to say this guy was probably my very first protege, as a matter of fact. I've helped him understand the market to the point to where he can be able to get on his own too and start doing his own moves. And I remember his very first trade where he actually made a decent amount of money with Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) But I've done enough of my talking, man. This guy, I'm very proud of him. He's done an amazing amount of work in his life. And I've discovered that he's done much more than I've even thought to even known to have done. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jerron Campbell. Let's put our hands together for my mans. What's, What's going, going on, on y'all? What's happening? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, man? Good to see you here, man. And glad that you're able to free up some time to join me on the podcast, man. Man, you, you ain't even got to ask. You know you ain't got to ask. <laughs> so, man, let's uh first uh catch up with you on uh some things that I haven't caught up on and i just realized that you said you are in real estate so uh, i want you to go ahead and just break down to a couple people you know how you got started well let's let's back that up first what made you interested in it how you got started and where you are currently right all right so back in high school i I know actually about to say the same thing the book that changed my life from uh you know, me kind of just not knowing what I wanted to do financially, not understanding how I wanted to run my life. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. That is the book that put my mindset to where it is now, right? So everything with me is is numbers. And it's, you know, simple numbers. You want to just make have more money coming in than you have going out. It's, you know, that's the whole basis of the book, right? Right. So real estate is like the number one way to do that without having to learn a lot of excess skills and have to go to school and all that good stuff, right? Right. And then even better is multifamily housing. 
that is what like you know that's my my biggest thing that's what i believe is the best way to get into real estate um so what i did to get started i literally just went and bought i bought a duplex um it had tenants in it um so i was able i kept the tenants downstairs and i moved upstairs so they're literally paying the rent for the property and then i'm living upstairs so like our rent's like like our total rent is like 200 bucks basically okay um, and then with utilities and everything um so that's like basically how i got started then we bought another condo um that had a tenant in it as well real good tenant and then we bought a recent you know like last year we bought another duplex to do the same kind of concept over and over again so the reason why i like multifamily housing is because the numbers come out better than um single family housing so for instance if you bought a single family house um let's just say for a hundred grand you rent it for a thousand dollars i mean that's great you you should still make some money per month but you still have the risk of if they leave then you have zero occupancy right. um you have to get a brand new tenant um and then the, the rent's just not going to be you don't you're going to get rents but it won't be as great as multifamily. so at least right. with the duplex right like six reasons the duplex um, I have two units, but I'm really only paying for one. Like I'm, I'm the houses, especially in my area, um, you don't see a huge difference in price with between a duplex and a single. Family. So being able to um get in a property and have two tenants and not just one is really big, in my opinion. Um, and so it's worked out pretty well. So. You know, that way you're it's almost like a mini diversification inside your real estate. So right. you look at property as a mini business instead of having one tenant, I have two. So if one leaves, at least I still have another one or anything goes on. And at least I still have the income from one. And then when you have both tenants running the place, you're you're definitely if you put a hundred grand in a property for a duplex, instead of getting a thousand a month, maybe you're getting fourteen hundred. Right. Um that's the um, you know the other side of that is the fact that you have to deal with two tenants instead of one. But yeah. I mean that's just part of, you know it, it, and the main thing I tell people when they want to start in real estate is like you have to realize that it takes work. Um, even the property we bought, my first property needed I had to do a um, bathroom, kitchen, some flooring. So these are all things that my father knew how to do. Okay, I mean he taught me. We did them together. So when they say like in a business, you got to have a competitive advantage. My competitive advantage is the fact that we can we do all our own contract. Right. So we save uh, five figures, tens of thousands (laughs) of dollars on the, you know, getting these properties right. So that, you know, that's part of it. Um, So, you know, that's just the main thing is just I, uh, you know, it's just the multifamily housing and, and duplexes. The numbers come out pretty well um and especially you know if you live in one side around the other half you basically end up living for free um and then even the areas that we mostly invest in you know it's a good area so it's yeah. like win-win in both ways um to be honest with you so it's just a good financial um in my opinion a good financial way to get get started because uh i mean receiving rents every month you can't beat that right yeah that's that income that people don't understand, man, is that that uh, passive income where right. you ain't got to do passive income. 
You ain't got to do anything. I mean, you, you, okay, let me take that back. You got to do something. Yeah, you got you <laughs> to be willing to do some work and yeah. stuff, but, you, you know, you don't have to go to work every day. Right. And, and, and it's not, you know, but it's it's a still a give and take. But the whole point is that it's a consistent way of making right. um, money. Yeah, the, the passive income, just to clear it up for anybody who's not really in tune with what it is, you ain't got to go to a job and clock in and put hours in and then at the end of the day they say okay you've met the threshold for this let me go ahead and submit you a payment <laughs> right right, <laughs> yours right. Is, yeah, yeah. you get paid boom you know the 30th or the 15th or whatever you have it set up that's that's coming towards you and, um, and even better so our actual thing is we we, even, we actually go a step further and our, our focus um to be a little different we focus more on uh fixed income Okay. Tenants. So my one tenants are Social Security. So their income is basically guaranteed. Right. They, have, that. they have a um, they have actually an organization who takes care of all their bills and everything. So my rent is there on the first every month on the month. With no have problem. Another tenant, exactly. Have yeah. another tenant that's in a um, public housing program and her rent is on time on the month every month. <laughs> so, you know, that's 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 how I kind of go a step further, because I really don't I'm not. The way I do the business is I don't like playing the I hope you pay me on the first game. Yeah, I like I'd rather play the you pay me on the first and then I'll have to deal with your problems because I can deal with your problem. I can come fix stuff, holes, whatever. Um, I can deal with that as long as the income is there. Right. So that's why when you get into this business. You have to understand where you fit in because some people just like to buy a property, get a property manager and never see the property. Yeah, I don't like to do that. I'm a hands on person. Um, but I don't make it an active thing where it's like I'm there every day or anything like that. It's just yeah. I'm much more hands-on than most people would be. Um, so I just do things a little differently, and that's kind of how I'm trying to build the business. So I'm currently, like you said, I'm where I am now. Um, I Part of the problem is we obviously have this very unique housing market right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to find inventory. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... Um, the, the last property we got, we kind of got lucky because it fell through that we heard that we were the next offer there. So that's how we ended up getting it. Um, but yeah, right now, um, basically still just, you know, any good multifamily deals what we're looking at, but we mostly try to focus on um, fixed income, fixed income tenants. And just for the well. record, I just want everybody to know my G is in the 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. turned 25 two months ago. So... There's really zero excuse for anybody, right? Like, you really can do this at any point in time in your life. And, you know, before we had hopped on here, he had talked about, you know, what really inspired him. And it happened to be a podcast that we did on Marathon Money years ago, like when we very first started out. It really might have been the eighth podcast. Yeah. It, and, um, you know, we had this guy come on and he Spencer, said. Spencer. Yeah. Spencer Raphael. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's shout him out. Spencer Raphael. And um, he had came on and explained how he had first started. And it was the same exact model. You get into a duplex, you live on one half, rent the other out. You get some equity in that. You end up Absolutely. moving out of that one, renting out the part that you lived in. You find another duplex and you just continue to repeat that process until you have multiple properties. And, then, and the tax benefits are tasty. <laughs> <laughs> that is also another great part of being in the 
rental businesses that you can write off plenty of stuff. Yeah. So it's almost like I, the house I live in, since it's a duplex, the downstairs is its own property. So I just you put all my expenses into that property. And then I live upstairs and it's like my primary residence. So like the way you can treat the taxes literally as a business, you write everything off on the other properties. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's another great reason. You know, that's another great thing about real estate as well. So this episode is going to actually be called uh, capitalism. And this is, we're going to segue into that one. Um, I got a similar experience, you know, with the real estate too, where me and a couple of buddies went in on one and we're in a process right now of doing a house flip. And in your case is terrible because you're trying to acquire. My case is great because <laughs> I'm trying to sell. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so when this does eventually hit the market, you know, we do have at least an idea that it might likely go over for what we're expecting. So yeah. um, that's, that's to be uh, determined. I think it'll do well and we'll, we'll see. But yes, capitalism. We're going to talk about this one, right? So when I think of capitalism, the whole concept of it is exactly what we're thinking about, right? There are endless opportunities. You control what you can and cannot do. And ultimately, you have the keys to the car to your success. So. When I also think of capitalism, you know, you, you think of the word ism and it should be a system. So there are obviously some caveats in the capitalistic nature of things where it's the, it's supposed to be a system and a system is supposed to go in a circle, right? You think of, you know, the rock cycle, you know, that's a system, the water cycle, that's a system. Everything comes back, right? The only problem we have with capitalism is that it's an asterisk <laughs> next to <laughs> system, right? Because it's not truly a system because it doesn't necessarily come back down. And it doesn't. that's only because of the way it's designed. You can easily become a monopoly because too much power shifts in one direction, right? If it's on one direction and you enjoy it, then you don't want to share it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But there are also some people out there who do understand that if they don't share it, that is the downfall of capitalism. So I want to talk about this one and kind of loop in uh, the the tax system as well. You kind of you know hinted about how great it is that you own a property. You get to enjoy the benefits of that because you realize that there are tons of write-offs that you can do. You got to change a light switch, boop, right, right off. You got to have somebody <laughs> come in, right off. You got to do some flooring work, boop, right off. Anything that has to deal with that. Like for me, I know for my property that I currently live in, I run a home business, right? So I know anything that's involved, at least within the square footage of, you know, that I'm allowed to write off for my home business, Anything involving that, I can do a write-off. So as far as my home business is concerned, I can go as far as write-off if I have somebody cutting my grass because that right there is an expense that I can now use to lure people into my home business, right? So you can write off, 
like I said, the, the grass cutting, if you got to do any type of, um, you know, laying grass seed, fertilizer, all that type of stuff. That is the beautification of your home business, which is a write off. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so what are some of the, the strangest things that you discovered is a write off for your business? I actually so my tax I got a new accountant last year um, when I started doing all this stuff and had to start filing more uh, more detailed tax returns. Yep. Um, so it's fun. So it's like I haven't really gotten into like crazy unique write offs, but I have learned something, a couple things that are very interesting. So um, I definitely learned that you can write off like mortgage interest and all that good stuff, yep. write off the supplies and all that. Um, but one thing I definitely learned that people would, uh, you know, this is a good, good, some really good advice I got is you can write off the miles on your car. Yep. But you write off the miles. You don't write off the gas. Gas tends to be a high audit item. Yeah. But if you write the miles off, it's not. And that's literally one thing I, we, we use a lot. Um, we use a lot of miles. We drive our cars a lot. We drive them a lot for business because we actually have another business too. So we drive a ton for our businesses. So that is one of our a very large write-off for us is miles because if I'm correct, it's about 50 cents a mile. That's correct. So yes. if you drive 10,000 miles in a year, that's that's $5,000 in write-offs right there just for driving around. Um, so that's one of the things that I, I definitely found um, interesting since I've uh, been doing this. Um, but for the most part, it, it has been just interesting being able to, um, like you said, uh, I do some floor. I just write it off. Like instead of it just costing me out of pocket, at least I bring <laughs> right. down the tax bill with it. Like all this stuff I write off. I mean, I guess kind of a unique thing. I, I basically write off everything I do. Just everything. Pretty much. We go out to eat. We write it off because I mean, you discuss it's, business. It's a, we, especially because yeah. me and my wife, we literally run another business together that's in uh, University Heights and we write everything off because everything we go out to eat, we we talk about the business. So we write it off. I yep. mean, we literally it's almost funny that I guess it's not specifically unique. It's just funny that you realize all the money you spend throughout the day in your life can actually be written off. Yeah. When you run a business. Form. Yep. And um, that is what I'd say definitely that that's probably what's what's very interesting about it. Yeah, for that write off, just to clarify for people, you you do have to discuss business. Yeah, in yeah, order it's for that, to be a business meeting or yeah. some kind of, and you have to have members of the business there. Yes, you do. And if you're going to do this, um, I don't know if you do this, but I do document what was discussed at that business because oh, right, right, right. if you yeah, do get audited, then you yeah. at least have some documentation trail. But yeah. Um, that's a, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something that um, a lot of people aren't in tune with. And then I think recently there's been a change in the tax law where you can actually write off 100 percent of that. Oh, right. Now. Yeah. Since uh, last year with, with yeah. COVID, they did. So it's because it's it, it, typically for the for the most, it's been 50 percent of the right. bill. So if your dinner was 40 bucks, you could only write off 20 dollars. Right. But because they're trying to, you know, give stimulus to the restaurant, you can write off the whole bill. Yep. <laughs> so <Including> now, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the stipulations you couldn't write off alcohol before but <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah but it's crazy you can write off a hundred percent of the bill now so yeah this is the beauty of capitalism right i used to be one of the 
proponents of, you know, being spiteful towards capitalism. And this is pre my days of where I'm at now. But there was a moment in my life where I realized I need to get down or lay down, right? I said, if you can't beat them, join them. So I started looking at the tax system and the benefits of it. And, you know, we, we, we see all the time XYZ company is paid zero dollars in Fed taxes and all of this good stuff. Right. And then it just enrages people. You know, they, they, they type this stuff in order to incite <laughs> panic and make you think like they're just doing something totally wrong. Well, no, they're, they're not doing a, nothing wrong. It's within the tax code that they're allowed to do this, right? Exactly. So don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> exactly. Like literally, that's what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of people hate the the player, and it's not their fault, right? So this is when I, the light bulb went off in my head, and I wish it would have went off earlier, but it didn't. <laughs> but at that moment, it did. So that's when I decided to start my business, right? Because if they're doing it, then I should be able to enjoy that, right? And then, you know, being black and all this type of stuff, you always hear this, you know, the man speeches and all of this. Like, yo, that tax code don't care about your color, man. I'm going to tell you nope. right now. The way it is designed, it is designed for you to be a business. If you take a look at when you enter city limits and all that type of stuff, these are entities, right? It's a a corporation that is set up. These aren't people or anything like that. So when you start your own business, you become a separate entity. Okay. When you become an LLC or whatever, you are now no longer known as your social security number. Now you're an EIN, right? Yep, <laughs> and it's yep. a totally separate ball game now. So if you set yourself up properly, you, you shield yourself from any type of lawsuits or whatever, that's a whole nother podcast. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to tell people is that as far as capitalism is concerned, it's a great, it's a great system. You just got to be able to know the system you're playing in, right? You can be Absolutely. on one side of the train tracks and then look on the other side and see how green that grass is. You can't hate. <laughs> that their grass is green, right? You need to figure out well, why is their grass so green, right? Exactly. <laughs> Don't sit there yeah. and hate on that. So what I want to talk about as far as capitalism, I, was, I want to talk about the other side. You know, you know, I hinted on the whole thing about the system and how on the other side of the coin, it's, you know, it, it's not perpetuated, right? It's a lot of times we figure out the downside to it is that it seems like a system is supposed to move in a circle, but a lot of times it's linear, right? Where yeah. it starts at one stage and then it ends up staying at one in, in shelf life, right? Like it just stays somewhere. And that's the, the only problem with it. The power shift and then it gets to a stage and then they don't want to circulate that back down and in this one, you get all the disparity and inequality, right? Where <laughs> the people down there are chanting like, hey, you know, we, we want some of that. And you're like, some of what? 
<laughs> some what? And then you you tell them the bootstrap thing, like well, then <laughs> pull your shoes up and you know go get it, right? Well, there comes a point where you get too much, right? Like yeah. <laughs> when you get to that point where you it's too big on your end and you can't see it, then that's where we have the issues with capitalism. So what I what I really ultimately want to say is that, you know, somebody like you, you know, who's who's very young, and then somebody like me who's, you know, I'm approaching 40 now. It took me a longer time to get there. Like capitalism, the structure of it is beautiful. Yeah, right. <laughs> like what are some things that, you know, on your journey you have discovered about this system that you're like, wait a minute, I got this all wrong. And now that you're in it, you're like, whew, thank God I figured it out. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely the tax. Honestly, I'd probably say the tax thing is the number one thing because it's the easiest thing to, to do first. Like, it doesn't take anything because actually even my dad. For all his life, he didn't know and understand right. like what he could do. And you don't actually don't even need an LLC. You can be a sole proprietorship. That's true. You actually don't have to, you know, that's a te- you can technically be a business on your own. So my dad does the same thing because we do a little contracting work. We do some jobs. So he writes off all his tools, all his stuff, too. So that's right. what he started to do now, too. Um, and that's a big thing. So, like, just think John Doe goes to work every, you know, he made 65000 a year in salary. He comes home, he has a car, decent house, all this good stuff. But he pays everything personally at the end of the year, gets a standard deduction, you know, and probably ends up paying some taxes or whatever. But, you know, just using the system for what it is and how everyone else is using it, you, you, you're, you're, you're literally giving away money if you're not f- figuring out things to write off for yourself. Absolutely. Um, because think about it. But like you said, the tax code is made. It's made for you to um, account for things that you pay for. Most people just don't do that. Most people just spend money and be like, okay, I spent money. But in reality, you should be accounting for these expenses for what they actually are because you should not. Because think about it. This is how it actually works. If I make 60 grand a year and I spend 10 grand on, uh, let's say, like uh, just some kind of something, anything. If I don't write that off, I'm paying taxes on money that I never saw <laughs> right. because if I needed to pay. So, for instance, like I have to pay the property um, taxes. If I don't write off my property taxes, I'm going to pay taxes on money I never saw. Right. That is truly the point of it. Right. That's the beauty of the tax code is that it recognizes that. And that's also the, the fallacy of it, because a lot of people don't take advantage of that they they take the you know simple deduction instead of yeah they they don't take the time to you know schedule out what they've got and also and also i'll say part of this goes with people a lot of people don't like to spend money right a lot of people like to be do things cheap or do it themselves when and this is from rich dad poor dad this is where i also learned certain things there are certain things you just have to go pay somebody else better to do yeah. so that's what i did i i you know i have a degree in finance i understand numbers i could do my own taxes if i really wanted to but i'd rather go get a professional someone who knows and has experience because you can't buy experience that's so correct. i'd rather go pay for somebody else's experience 
Cause I, 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 and that's just what it is. I, I pay more. And I used to file my own taxes, but once I started doing this, I just knew. I mean, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that can figure things out. Even with the real estate business, I figured out how to do a lot of things. But when it came to taxes, nope, I, I refuse. I don't even. I don't do any research on. I mean, I do some research, <laughs> yeah. but I truly trust in my accountant to do the. You know, to use her experience, and and that's something that people have to learn how to do as well. That's not something that people really think about. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a nice accountant, man. If you that's don't have my bad books. My dad filed his own. My dad's 51. He filed his own taxes forever. He just recently, in the next last couple of years, started having an actual accountant. When I told him, like, you need to pay someone to do it, he would do it himself. And it's like, you know, you want you want to save a couple hundred bucks, but no, you need to go pay someone because now you didn't deduct it. She didn't figure it out how to deduct 10 grand off your income. You didn't got two grand back from taxes. That's profit. <laughs> and that's what it's paying for. Like you, you've got turbo taxes out there. And for myself, I actually, I do my taxes, but because I've taken on the moniker of having multiple businesses, that's when things get tricky, right? Like you right. that's what we have. We have multiple businesses. Yeah. And that's when you gotta step out of that realm. Like, listen, I gotta take this hat off because you can't keep up with it all. And it's an extra job. And you have already got enough hats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's when you gotta step out of that. But um, yeah, that's that's it, man. Capitalism, it's a great system. What I encourage everybody to do to do is don't get vexed when you see the headlines of, you know, X, Y, Z, not paying taxes, all this stuff. Understand the tax code. They're not doing anything wrong. What you need to do is educate yourself. You've got to go out there and you've got to use this resource called the Internet and get busy on this because it's it's beautiful when you use it to your advantage Instead of being taken as the sucker that <laughs> most right. people, you know, yeah, just and even like you said, uh, deducting the square footage for your house, like that's not an expense that you're gonna see show up on your credit card bill, right? But you can write it off. It's mm -hmm. it's like, it, I mean, it's it's the tax code literally says you can write off a certain amount of square footage in your house to use for business. You don't have to. You don't need a receipt for that. Right. You don't have to pay for it. Right. It's just it's there in the code. That's it. There's there's nothing else to it. You just you measure it out and it's up to 20 percent of your home. So if you, you know, truly do conduct <laughs> business out of a big office space that is, you know, 20 percent of your home, that's the maximum that you can write up. But if you don't, we're in no means at all trying to tell people to take the maximum at all be truthful oh, right, right. you're you know don't sit here and and you know do things that you should you know you shouldn't be doing right right that's the like that's the whole point is like there's so many things in a tax code just do you don't have to go do out you just stay in the tax code and you will find more than enough yeah like like, like that's it you don't have to lie like that's one thing i've learned too. you really don't have to you know people you don't have to lie you it's really just there's so many things in the tax codes that that's how people really get it there. Right. Just so, research. So that is it. And then we'll catch you on the next episode. This is Stocks and Bars. And we will now transition into the bars. 
Ah. The music of the Harry Fraud. Yo. It's extra, y'all call me X, my accounts call me best Not because I'm counting checks, that's because I invest When it comes to growing wealth, dog, I'm obsessed I'm in a lab with these bars like a scientist I went from rapping, telling how my iron lift The dreams of owning firms and making all my clients rich Even my brother switched from supply and pivot I'm proud of you, bro, I spit this bar with a giant grin This what 10,000 hours look like, I am him I am when you refuse to drown and you decide to swim I tell cats time and time and time and time Time again. You ain't no different from this dude that's behind this pen. No By the time I'm rhyming in, I wanna make your mind rich. I'm letting my people know that we designed to win. Stocks and bars podcast help you find the strength. You can do anything when you put your mind to it.